1: Good, y'all. Welcome to In the Deep, a deep league-focused fantasy baseball podcast, part of the Pitcherless Podcast Network. My name is Jordan White, and I'm joined here once again by my good friend and co-host, Christopher Schwebzee Weber. Schwebzee, how are you doing this week, buddy?
2: Doing great. I'm, I'm still sleeping off Thanksgiving, but I'm always sleeping off everything, so that's not really a, a new thing for me. The, the trip to fan is just an excuse, honestly.
1: True. Uh, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever asked you that.
2: Oh, we had this discussion the other day, and I was appalled at your mashed potato takes.
1: That I don't like mashed potatoes. that yeah. much. I think I think that they are a vessel to carry better things. That's what I think they are.
2: Which is fine, it, even in non-Thanksgiving times, like mashed potatoes are just a vessel for you know salt, pepper, and gravy. But salt, pepper, and gravy are awesome, so it's fine to just have a vessel for them. The, this is now a food podcast.
1: It is now a food podcast. I think we need like a third party to kind of like come in here and mediate uh on this argument and luckily we have a guest this week joining us is the founder and president of Pitcherlist, nicholas peter pollock nick
3: hi what is happening i'm so happy i'm here because my middle name is not peter despite <laughs> how many times you have said otherwise on this podcast
1: blasphemy also, if you want, you can drop your actual middle name. And then can you give us the last four of your social too?
3: Yeah, right. Um, name your it, first is, uh, it is not Peter. Actually, I'll, I'll say this. It starts with the letter R. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. Peter. Pete Pete Peter. <laughs> Nicholas Peter Pollock. <laughs> yeah, my first name is Nicholas <laughs> hyphen Peter. <laughs> um, also, mashed potatoes are wonderful. You're just doing them wrong and um you're silly not that's to, all
1: they are a vessel for it's, better
3: it's things a, well aren't we all aren't we all okay
1: i know it's called in the deep but you don't have to get that deep this early <laughs> on the podcast nick
3: well. i mean i am 14 and this is deep uh, but thank you all so much for having me on this show it's in the deep i uh, i one of the joys of talking about pitching is actually finding something exciting where others have looked away and in the deep does such a good job at that. So thanks for having me.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, Schwebzy, you and Nick got to share. I will say I'm going to address some East Coast supremacy that's going on. Nick, I got to ask, when is there going to be a Midwest pictureless meetup?
3: When I move to the Midwest?
2: When, that's when's there going to be a when's, when's the Raleigh meetup? So never is what <laughs> no, you're saying. I mean.
3: When I travel to big cities, I try to go a day early and see if I can wrangle a meetup. So, maybe I know I've never been to Chicago. Maybe if uh, make it That's to close, Chicago. Enough, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'm not gonna. Where do you want me to go? Milwaukee, obviously, <laughs> but like, but I don't, the, I don't want to take I don't want to down if I don't have go. to.
1: I mean, Milwaukee is a great city, honestly. Nick, I would show you a hmm. great time if you ever came here, but okay, you're I'm scared. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: Again, I'm just going to go to a, I'm just going to go to a bar with a pitcher lift sign and call yep. it the, mm-hmm. the the pitcher list Raleigh meetup.
3: Yeah, if you don't know what that is, we had our New York City meetup and they wrote pitcher lift instead of list. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's wonderful
2: to a non baseball person. Those things are both equally nonsensical. So <laughs> I, I, I get it.
3: Well, so, yep. Yep. You know, this is, we also, just really have good forearms to lift that water pitcher.
1: Well, no, that's the thing. You went to a brewery and you're literally lifting pitchers and drinking with each other. That is so, true.
3: Yeah. T- kind of on brand. Cheers. Maybe, Cheers, it was a, maybe
1: it was an intentional pun.
3: Wow. You know, I never really thought about that. But anyway, uh, we're going to keep having the meetups in New York. And Ooh. if I have a wedding in Chicago, maybe I can make that one. If you have a wedding in Chicago. That, that would mean why I would go there. I don't Nick, really know anyone in Chicago. so
1: Nick, Nick are, you, are, are you engaged? No. Oh, okay. Well, anyways. <laughs> Sorry, Try, we're trying to get any exclusive we can at this point.
3: uh no, we're yeah, dying here. yeah, you're you're barking up the wrong tree. But, yeah, I'm uh, sorry. It's fine. Yeah,
1: well, I, I I'm think fine. The only thing that you're married to is pictureless. Really? There we go. Also, the, the namesake. It's list.
3: also my baby, which is also very weird when you put those two things combined. But very,
1: funny. very, it's very Game of Thrones energy.
3: Yeah. So, what are we doing today? <laughs> <laughs> We're just Chris hey, this talking about yeah, this, is, this is what
1: it is, Nick. I don't know if you
3: know what our podcast is. <laughs> deep, thoughts. Isn't the deep, deep thoughts. thoughts uh, These are great notes you've made, by the way. I didn't realize that um, how exciting know because it doesn't I, sound like it when we record podcasts.: We're, how Schwebzy, prepared we we are. were the championship with a ball league team, right? Yeah.: Yeah. yeah. We just uh, demolished them. We swept the floor. well i I, I take
2: every opportunity like presented to me to talk about the time that I dislocated my shoulder playing softball <laughs> and then came to a pitcherless meetup and hit a wiffle ball dinger.
3: Yeah, it was later great. that morning. This we we made up our up about own it. little rule about essentially the infield was the outfield. So if you got it on a fly past the infield, it was automatically yeah. a home run.
2: I hit a 95 foot home run.
3: It was good. It was an exit velocity of 40. It was great. It's great. Beautiful.
2: It's <laughs> No, I, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, between the the wiffle ball, the meetup, the the trips to Boston, we've had we've had some we've yeah. had some good uh, good pitcherless times. Oh
3: man, without um, me. Th- here's your exclusive. I'm giving you the exclusive. Schwabzi, by the way, gave me a a wonderful ride, yeah, um, uh, to and from, uh, Boston, and on the way back, I, I had to pee so badly. I it was <laughs> I I got an iced coffee at like. Was two it a dunking? and a half hours yeah it was like two and a half hours out i was thinking like i had a friend i had to meet for dinner after and i wanted to you know uh, i could feel the i uh, the withdrawal happening i wanted to have some coffee and like i remember like 20 30 minutes out i was like oh god i know where we are this isn't gonna work i uh i felt so bad because shrubs i was gonna like, come see the place it's like really nice this is like you know the picturesque, list whatever and i literally was like thank you so much i gotta go to blah 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 and I just like ran out the door you know of the (laughs) car got my stuff and ran in and i'm like hunched over it's like hurting so much like my bladder is that full i'm so sorry to talk so vulgar and i (laughs) i go into my apartment and i'm just going straight for the bathroom and i have my keys from the door in my hand and i just kind of throw them and it was like go away i just gotta let go of this i can't think of it i throw it into the my bathroom sink that did not at the time have a drain stopper. <laughs> so I literally threw my keys down the drain and I couldn't <laughs> get them out. And uh, I, like, I tried all the different methods and everything I did went further and further down the drain. I can see them and I'm trying to like, do I have any gum? Do I have anything else? I can't do it. And they go into my drain. And I, I live in a, a two-person be- um, you know, apartment, two-bedroom uh, apartment just on my own. The studio in one, my bedroom in the other, and I, uh, <laughs> I remember my bathroom sink at one point was getting clogged a lot, and I was like, "Well, because I know what's going on here. My, the keys are in there, and like, and everything like that."
2: But you just kept on using the
1: sink.
3: Well, I how I, yes. <laughs> also, I, I love how you just snuck in the fact. I love how you just
1: snuck in the fact that you have a two bedroom apartment in New York by yourself. Red stabilized nice humble. <laughs> baby, it's oh, the beautiful.
3: life. And um, but anyway. So it, it gets clogged. So eventually I call the super and what they do, they send over someone to fix the, the sink. And I remember the guy saying there were keys in your pipe. And I had to act like there was another person living here in the other bedrooms. Oh, I don't know. It must've been my roommates. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, that was the last time I saw Schwebzy. <laughs> must,
2: must've been my roommate who, who lives out of the murder studio.
3: <laughs> yeah, The murder room. Right. Right where I am right now with all the sound panels and dampening to make myself sound good for your podcast. You're welcome, Schwab.
1: Thank you so much.
3: And George. Thank you, you so too. much. Like,
2: we're I like guess eight, I'm
1: here too. <laughs> we're eight minutes in and
2: yeah. I have covered 1% of our notes.
1: Yeah, I'm a second-class citizen right. on my own podcast right yeah. now. This is
3: awful. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I, I only the, speak when you're spoken. St- <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That'll be it for this week's episode I in the deep. Thank even, you so like, much for joining us. Nick, so thank you. Bye. Saying it in jest. I couldn't even <laughs> finish the sentence. Oh, no, Thank uh, you, you guys so us... much for having me. Oh, of course. Yeah, happy to
1: but have yeah. you as always, even though you're roasting the crap out of me. I love it. Uh, <laughs> you're joining us from your uh, self-proclaimed murder dungeon.
3: Not dungeon. It's not underground. Fair, fine.
2: Murder. Actually, it, that's proclaimed by everybody but self.
1: Murder parapet?
3: it's it's my studio yes you almost had it It was the the The, words were like the letters are right next to each other on the keyboard i get it
1: (laughs) uh this is a place that you obviously do your streams from on twitch you also built the list from there um your most recent list that you did was at the end of the season just after the season ended you did a top 200 do you have any regrets from that list that you made oh, at this point I've, was it like have, it, was it like an immediate thing
3: i had regrets the second i published it i always have regrets of the list yeah. i also like the way that you phrase it. it was like this is the room where i make the list as if like i'm chiseling it into a tablet as i go oh yeah you, know? you don't um, do them
1: all on stone tablets before you yeah put them there we go
3: uh but no i mean there are certain players right now that i've openly acknowledged i think i'm going to be changing a bit um one mm. i think i'm going to be raising is zach gallon a little um, and same with Christian Javier. But the problem is that there are only so many places they can go. because There's so many good pitchers. Uh, I might have been a little high on my like injured backup tier of like Ketamayeda and Mike Soroka, for example.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but I'm honestly not, not too much at the moment. I'm going through right now, all 30 rotations and making uh, plus pitch podcasts podcasts for them. Uh, to come out in January as I prepared also for my top 200, and I, uh, it's kind of nice to get like a feeling of like, oh, okay, cool, like a rediscovery of these players. And I don't really have massive regrets yet, um, but uh, I don't know. I want Lancelot and that's what I know right now.
2: Nick, do you think this year that uh you could start putting notes before your lists?
3: Yeah, that's what I do. I put notes always before the list. Oh, I I never,
2: I never read them. I don't know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought you were saying, can you put the table before the notes? And I say, oh, no, no. never.
1: No, it is a long-running joke that no one ever
2: reads yeah, the notes the, the, before the, Nick's list. the notes list. don't
3: exist. There are no notes. The,
1: the yeah. all-caps the all caps reminder to please read the notes is <laughs> completely so disregarded by so many people.
3: <laughs> I love it. I, I try to sneak them in every so often. There was once I tried to actually make the table only 25, and I said, are you serious? You skipped the notes? Um, but it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. It's always 100 mm. in my mind, so I couldn't do so, the joke.
2: So I have to ask Nick, how did it feel... Letting one of your babies go and letting first pitch go this year.
3: Oh, that was hard. That was really hard, honestly. I, I thoroughly enjoy doing the first pitch podcast. Uh, it's like a, a moment to just kind of sit down and, I don't know, speak into the wind almost every morning. Uh, but I mean, I, I replaced it with the plus pitch, and that was good. I was able to do that one. I mean, everyone did such a great job Chad Young Scott Chu, Daniel Poor Kevin Hasting um James Ciano as well um, Schwebzi a couple times uh, no Schwebzee I stepped in I
2: did I did, I did right. one episode of first pitch last year and you'll you'll note that when the call went out for who wants to do it full time I did not put my name in because I can't <laughs> I can't imagine doing it's, that all the time
3: it's a it's a difficult thing but once you get into a rhythm of it, it it becomes second nature almost of The process of okay, cool. How do I get my news quickly? How do I um how do I kind of read what happened and have some quick analysis on the important parts um faster than usual? You get into a rhythm of that. Um, but yeah, they did such a great job this year.
2: Well, you dropped first pitch. Well, you 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 handed off first pitch and you did you started the plus pitch podcast and you also started the Nick and Alex baseball show.
3: Yeah. Nabs. Nabs is fun. We're doing season two. Absolutely. That thing is, um, we realize that we talk so much about fantasy baseball, but Fast and I have so many thoughts about the game itself. We didn't really have a place to do that. So, yeah, the Naked Alex baseball show exists now, and we want that to be, uh, my vision for that over time is to be like a huge baseball show. Like, make it a, an event every week, as opposed to just kind of round of the mill, water of the news? We want to bring in guests, and we want to talk about what's going on, what's important, and not just, uh, you know, talking head stuff so really excited for the future of that one and yeah it's been really fun you doing that
1: well you've already had one of the most prolific pictureless podcast guests uh ellen adair as a guest host i believe for she some was episodes amazing. yeah ellen, ellen, adair ellen is, is fantastic
3: yeah you guys did ellen. a show with her last year
1: yeah ellen was great uh loved having them on and also like very excited also the next episode that we're going to do we're going to have ellen on yes let's use her We have scheduled that out. So that's way better than this episode.
3: Whatever this episode comes worse than than the LN1 next time. We
1: appreciate you being here, Nick. We do. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say I'm I'm, I'm not going to say anything else about that. But we do appreciate having you here. (laughs) I'm
3: very glad to be here.
1: You know, you can't just do all peak. You need you need valleys, you know?
3: Wow. Yes. This is the
1: person that this is the person that lets us have a podcast on their podcast network. And we're just roasting them.
3: It's wild. I love um, it so much. You know, the valleys, it, it, it's, I, I take the valleys to be the, the empty space in music that you need to have. You can't just go, no, Everyone's no, favorite no. part of music, yeah. Well, no, but you need the tension. <laughs> you need the tension and release, you know? And I'm helping you right now. So what you're saying but is that you're the tension. tension. Yes. Okay. No,
2: like, like, like Nick, I'm a former
1: musician, so I can, I can absolutely appreciate that. There you go. Uh, Nick. Thank something you. that actually somewhat relates to our podcast we got a new colleague
3: that you oh, announced did. today so cool oh, man do you want uh, to talk yeah. a little bit
1: about who just joined absolutely uh,
3: chris clegg has joined the Pitchless team uh to lead our dynasty content which i could not be more thrilled about if you don't know chris clegg uh co-host of the prospect toolshed podcast with eric cross he's has done some fantastic stuff at fan and the fancy pros in the past could not think of a better fit Uh, for everything that we do just as i mean he's incredible his work ethic is amazing his enthusiasm for for prospects he's actually someone um i'm absolutely shocked he told us that he has a prospect ranking that he updates essentially every day that he just moves guys around and i have so Hmm. much respect for him i couldn't be more thrilled uh that he's joining the team and we're really excited about what we're doing with dynasty in 2023 and beyond with uh with chris leading the way it's gonna be great
1: yeah, i think chris is definitely someone that we're we're gonna want to have on the podcast oh yeah at some point just absolutely
3: to... just to hear his voice oh of great voice yeah great voice that's along with draw, two other perfect
1: along with two other just okay voices I would yeah, say. okay
3: voice it's not like you're like a voice actor or anything
2: peaks and valleys
3: yeah i know oh <laughs> <Ugh>, yikes <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, so Schwabzi, how long have you been doing uh, voice acting?
2: <laughs> I'm a- I'm actually just getting into it. I'm I'm really I'm, I'm I don't have any resources. This the Trading Company, book naked <laughs> under- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Excuse me, you're not the voice actor. Uh, oh, here. I can't. Oh, sorry. Also, that's just a free ad that we just gave out. Oh, did we? Oh, we just we just did a. Oh man, unbelievable.
2: I've been begging to do ad reads, and Nick won't let us.
1: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That's it's the it's 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 a thorn in our side. You know, you guys signed
3: the contract. You're not allowed to do ad reads. That's not in our
1: contract. I still have my contract on my (laughs) desktop, sir.
2: Good. You should.
1: Everyone should.
2: We were actually joking with Chu last week or I I was joking that it's in my contract that I have to talk about Lars Nukbar every single week for for the you know the entire run of this podcast however long it goes but the, then the the it wound up evolving into my contract is simply me writing in crayon on a piece of computer paper that you know i, yeah, I must so, talk about sounds, lars Newbar every week
3: that sounds about right i'm is it bad that all i think about is the drummer of metallica every time i hear his name
2: oh that's just, the worst the worst lars i
3: know because <laughs> because it's you know new bar is really the thing i should be focusing on But I hear Lars and all I hear are trash cans in my head, you know, and I just I hear Lars Newpar,
1: and I think St. Anger. It's terrible.
3: Yeah, it's really, it's really, really bad. Trash cans.
1: Lars Newpar doesn't play for the Astros. I'm cutting that out.
3: Yeah, well, that was (laughs) that was me merging the two together, you know. Um, But yeah, so yeah, we're excited to have Chris. Uh, We're excited for everything that comes in 2023.
1: Yeah. uh, Speaking of which. Picture list 8.0 yeah is there anything at all any little small yeah, nuggets sure. that you want to tease for, people the, for the people have been
3: suggesting that i call it home pl8 it's a home plate and oh. i won't do that i'm not gonna do that it doesn't, it it's, doesn't a work. It's, it's a good pun it's a good pun but as far as marketing and branding it's just too obtuse it's not smooth it's an awkward way if i had to like introduce it you know uh so we're not doing that sorry to we ruin. don't we don't
2: do obtuse around here
3: yeah we do not
1: because we're all a bunch of cuties ha.
2: okay
3: so uh so pla thank you <laughs> good job jordan we're all very proud um no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are adding more to our player pages and uh a major thing that we're doing is we have a very new stat we're going to be introducing um i don't want to go into it here but mm-hmm. it's called plv And uh, I personally believe that it's a complete shift of how you can think about a certain player. And it's more about the applications of using PLV than just the stat itself. Um, There's some really fun things that we get to do with it. Uh, And it's going to be a major feature on those player pages. Small fact, we actually made those player pages expecting to have PLV last year. And that's what we revamped all of them and did all the stuff that we did, and then we just didn't have it. Uh, so I, uh, you should get amped for what PLV is and what's coming.
2: No, I know so much work has gone into it, and I'm I'm really excited when it finally gets unveiled.
3: Yeah, we're also I, uh, adding another subscription on top that adds a lot more tools than you have now. So that's the thing that people have been requesting from us. Um, we put a lot of uh, resources into making some great fantasy tools for you guys. Uh, And I'll have more to talk about that in uh, at the end of January at PitchCon.
2: All right. So I think my single favorite part of the PitcherList website I I got. I sound like I'm doing an ad read right now.
3: (laughs) See, look, you wanted to do an ad. There you go. He's really trying.
1: I'm a company man. What can I say? (laughs) This is this is the most shilliest shill thing. (laughs) Right. Which has ever done. Oh, (laughs) what a a company man through and through. What a brown. I never
3: thought you'd become Kurt Schilling over here.
1: (laughs)
2: Oh no, all right i do in fact love the pitcher list pages i the the player pages are just fantastic because there's just so much information and you can manipulate it and filter it in whatever way. those you that want.
3: use a game log properly are the ones that the game the log so good right now uh
2: and you know last year we got baseball savant data which is a fantastic addition yep. now what what, what, is a, what is a unique way that you can use our player pages that you can't do in any other site? Like, what, what, oh, what,
3: easy. Um, I mean, first of all, the repertoire section on, on pitcher pages, are we have data that is there but isn't actually presented. Uh, so you can look at individual pitches and see how a four-seamer performs based on league average with just two clicks. You just see league average for every stat, and there it is. Like, oh, I didn't realize that the O-swing of a sinker is typically 28% and this guy has it at a 37. And you instantly are taught, is this good or bad when you see a number? And it can be really intimidating when you go to a player page. Otherwise, you see all these numbers and stats that you don't know and you don't know what to do. Well, we have a tool tip. You hover over every single stat. It tells you what it is. And then you can click on the average to see if it's above or below that um, to quickly grasp if this guy is doing a good thing or not. So... I uh, right there, and then there it should be the easiest one to use and most accessible for people
2: yeah i I remember like we we had conversations about this before the pitchless player pages dropped, like how context is so important and yes. it's not it's not out there enough, and that's it's great i uh, i'm I'm selfish and i I love that there's the uh the pitch specific sliders
3: oh yeah. Oh yeah, right. Because
2: yeah. that was something that we discussed. Uh, like it was just something I threw out on our trip up to Boston, and now it's there. Yeah. And
3: it's uh, just yeah, I remember so cool. that in the da- um, dashboard. I was like planning that out. I was like, oh, that's cool. We could take exactly the rankings before and you threw it out there. Yeah,
2: yeah. There's so much that. information on those pages, and it's just it's so good. And like I said, so much work has gone into yeah. it, and it's so, so cool to see. If it you're all not using
3: there. them, what are you doing?
2: What are you doing?
3: <laughs> Stop. Everyone, we talk about today. You should go look it up. It's for hitters and pitchers both. The hitting stuff is just as good as the pitching stuff. This is a 60 um, so minute go commercial. Through go to it. <laughs> but, all right. We, we have a, we have a podcast to do though. We actually have like That's analysis. I promise. I promise. I swear.
2: Oh, right? this, st-
1: this stuff is useful. I swear that what I'm going to say next to I want to talk about the Twitch streams just a little bit more because sure. it's going to parlay into beautiful stuff that the actual analysis. So with your Twitch streams that you're doing, you just started doing them again. Obviously like we yes. talked about earlier, we mentioned you've worked from the, from arizona through both chicago teams
3: yes yeah, so i just was the last the one that you today. did so i've gone through six teams so far yes I've got 24 to go
1: yes so what do you think is the biggest benefit of making content like this like what do you think what do you think is the best part about the twitch streams
3: oh yeah sure um well first and foremost i think the best part about the twitch streams oh. is the conversations that are happening mm-hmm. Um, I do it like that instead of just on my own because it's really beneficial talking to other members of the community and seeing what their thoughts are and steering conversations, different ways, different perspectives on stuff that I don't really talk about enough. Like maybe I am uh, overvaluing Max Fried versus Dylan Cease because it's going to be maybe 50 strikeouts difference or something. Maybe I'm not actually incorporating that enough, right? Uh, that is incredibly beneficial. And uh, yeah, it's essentially a live AMA for However long I stream them, so I just come up by and ask a question. I'm sure I'll talk about it as much as I can. Um, for for me personally, like the process I'm going through of looking at every starter it is helping so much of having that reference point. And for everybody that is watching it and taking in, it, is really grasping um, all the factors of each of these guys from opportunity to what makes them good. You know, you see a four mm-hmm. three ERA or something. Does that mean that there's room for a three or a season? Or is that the best we're going to see from him? And those streams really help me by watching the video of games from breaking down their their stuff and potential in the player pages. And then I write it out. And I show you my process of writing these uh, blurbs that I do for them. You know, you get a full encompassing idea of all these players. So I'm doing for every team. No rock unturned, essentially. Um yeah, and it really makes it so I'm thorough and ready to go for the start of the year.
1: I think it's a good thing, too, also, because it because you show your process from start to finish with all that stuff. I think for folks who may be a bit intimidated, it kind of gives mm. them an the idea of, like, maybe where they can start if they want to do their own analysis, too. Yeah, sure. Which I think yeah. is really, really good. Um, just, So I just really just love live that. In
3: the live in the game log and live in the pitch repertoire stuff. Yeah. I, I don't even, like, look at uh, – we have these tables just for if you want them about their overall – batted ball and overall plate discipline and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's there if you want it, but game log and repertoire, that's that's all you need.
1: Love it. Uh, was there ever a time that you can remember where you maybe saw something in the chat during one of your Twitch streams that you, you kind of like maybe just disregarded or kind of brushed off as like not being a thing, but then you were kind of proven wrong later on?
3: Uh, what did you say to me, Jordan, that I'm not remembering?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> i'm not thinking of anything in particular
3: that's all i'm saying <laughs> uh oh i'm sure all the time i mean it, it happens often i i like to say that uh Pitchless, we're not in the business of being correct we're going to try to be but that's not what we're in the business of we're in the business of good discussion right and yep. uh often it's such a relief uh yeah right i <laughs> uh, but no it, it's important because if i if it's about my own ego then i won't do the best service to the readers, right? Then I will stick to my guns when I shouldn't and ignore uh, other arguments because it needs, I need to be the one that's right. It can't be from somebody else or something. So, I mean, there are many times that um, you know, I've gotten pushback on you know, the, the morning streams. I rank a guy 1 to 30 every single day during the season. I'm often wrong about that. I, I'm, I have such a high chance of being wrong in those. Um, it's near impossible to be right. So oftentimes in chat, they say, I think this guy should be above this one and go, oh, nah, this offense is this, or this guy is like this. And then the next day I'm like, oh, you know what? You were right. <laughs> you know, that's actually one of the fun parts about the daily stream and season is that someone will show up and say like, I, I prefer this over that. And they kind of put their flag on the ground. The next day they show up and they say, oh, all right, you were right. You got me. Or no, I should have listened to myself. I should have listened to you. And that's actually part of the fun for for me. Um, So, yeah, all the time. I mean, I don't know if there's one specific one that's like, oh, I'm so dumb. I mean, the Dylan Sees thing from last year will haunt me. Um, But my process was right. He he needed to change in two aspects. He needed to throw more sliders. He needed to all of a sudden uh, allow a lot less hard contact on his fastball to be as successful as he was. And he's still at a 10% walk rate and should not have had a 220 ERA. Like, no way. Get real, Mr. Balloon Hands. Not going to (laughs) happen. That is a deep internet <laughs> cut
1: that I really appreciate. Thank I you did that so for you, much, Jordan. Yeah. The, no me- the meme, the meme the meme the meme lord in me is very, very happy about that one. Um <laughs> wow. God, you're taking me back. Anyways, uh I actually have a trade offer in one of my leagues now. Someone's trying to get Dylan C's for me, and I mm-hmm. might try to get your input on it after we're done recording. Thank you okay. for the reminder, by the way. I'm gonna say but-
3: reject that trade because you're the king of the knots. Awful. <laughs> Absolutely oh. awful. No one knows what we're talking about. I have to put the, Actually, I, I have to bet put some it? people Wait. know drinking out of cups. I bet people. Do. I'm so. Uh, do, do I live it.
2: online so much, and I have no idea what you're talking well, it's
3: about. It's old. It's Whoa. old. This is so, like a, as, a, as am I meme. This is, this is like internet. college.
2: I'm um, elder yeah, internet. Yeah. I, I was there from the start. I was there when the when the scripture <laughs> was written.
3: <laughs> when there were 15 commandments. Okay. Yes. uh So, Nick,
1: during your streams so far, you said before that you've gone through six teams. You've gone through the Diamondbacks, Braves, Orioles, Red Sox, White Sox, Cubs. Yes,
3: Yes, correct.
1: Is there anyone from any of these rotations, because you're going through each starting rotation right now, that is maybe not on people's radar that you've kind of been like, huh, there might actually be something there. Mm. So is there anyone you really like? The
3: way you're phrasing that is it. the thing is, I thought he was on no one's radar, but then he was more on people's radar than he should be. Just hmm. is really good oh, yeah. to me. That's uh, Tayden Wesneski, who I saw is like 289 on, uh, on NFBC ADP so far. And that's just is insane to me. Uh, I like, think he's really high? interesting. Too high. Oh my gosh, okay. too high. Uh, it, it, it blows my mind. I'm going to tell you like multiple guys later going past 350 that are better than him. Um, but I still like Wesneski. I thought he would be like a sneaky like around 400 or something like that. Mm-hmm. That you'd be like, oh, cool. Here's some interesting value because if the Cubs only get one for each and it's gonna be stroman Hendricks, and Steele. I don't know who the four and five are, but you would think Wesnesky would be one of them. And if they go and sign one guy, then he'd be the five. And that actually might be good because he has a great slider. Sinker that goes inside and dips under bats well um against righties. Uh a cutter that can also go um and get strikes for him. I mean, it, it kind of works. Um that's pretty cool. Orioles got nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, Atlanta, Atlanta. Boston Botts season. Yeah, uh, Atlanta has four guys. And then Ian Anderson is actually a very intriguing um, in the deep guy because he was very bad. Mm. When you see a he young a guy last year, go very, be very bad for a single year, I would think you guys should be excited by that, by that because, all right, Lucas Giolito was so bad and he was really good, right? It happens all the time. Um, especially a guy like Ian Anderson, that was the number one prospect for Atlanta for a long time. And then, uh, you know, he obviously didn't do well, fine, um, lost his control, I should say, uh, in 2022. I don't know, maybe he gets a good offseason, gets his head on straight, and then they need a fifth starter. They don't have one right now. Maybe it's Mike Soroka, but he might be still injured. Who knows? It's not going to be Colby Allard. I don't want it to be Bryce Elder. So there's something of intrigue there. I'm actually kind of out on Dre Jameson and Ryan Nelson, actually, after my review. Um, Ryan Nelson's a little bit more interesting, but I think Dre Jameson's fastball isn't as good as I wanted it to be. And I don't know if I buy in on the the slider. Um, With the Red Sox, ah, the Red Sox are interesting. Chris Sale, I still am in on. Nick Pavetta, I'm out on. James Paxton, if he's legitimately pitching next year, like if it's a spring and Paxton's in the rotation, why the heck not at, like, 23rd round, right? You could do like, much wh- worse. Like, why, why not? You know, so so maybe that does work. Uh, I believe also the Red Sox get the Orioles opening weekend. So that could be a decent play. Um, Brian Bayo, I think, has too much he needs to do. He got his fastball got destroyed last year he had a 402 batting average allowed. Yeah, uh, you can't do that um on on his fastball and I think it's just really change up the slider isn't that good? I uh, Garrett Whitlock is interesting. I think he has hmm. a better path than Tanner Houck. I think halk is just slider and not enough. I'm really sorry. I know he was your boy last year, Jordan. Um Yeah. I've but, uh, I've
2: transitioned to just let halk close. Like please well, right. just, I think that's just give him a role do. and leave him there, please. I, I, I think Boston. that
3: works. I don't think his fastball is good enough in 94-95 and the splitter isn't much of a thing and those comparing him Chris Sale, Sale's fastball is way better than Houk's ever is right now, yeah. and the changeup has been a very good number three pitch for Sale. Houk doesn't have that, no, so as much not. as the slider is similar, you need more. Garrett Whitlock, I think, is an interesting guy. He has a more, he has a deeper repertoire than I thought he did. Slider misses bats; it got crushed when I was over the zone, but still twenty-two percent swing strike rate. Uh, Two seamer is kind of like Aaron Nola of it's more glove side so he's trying to do back door stuff uh to right handers and in in indoor to uh or front door to lefties just kind of interesting but he does it consistently he also has a, a changeup in there which isn't which is pretty good really and like that might work that might actually pan out so garrett willock is i think the deepest one of these that no one really cares about at the moment the white Sox i don't know don't give up on kopech <laughs> if he's totally healthy you know, I mean, I like Gial- a lot still. Yeah. Giolito's at 150 and that's so high. That's a for the game. feels like a steal. It feels like a steal. But then again, you realize that his velocity was way down and mm-hmm. uh, you're so you, down. You are expecting like I am open to having Giolito as my SP five or six. Uh, if hmm. the velocity is not okay. back to 93, 94. It's a problem. It's also with the slider going down to 85 percent. Uh, sorry, 85 miles per hour as opposed to 86 or so. It had a lot of hard contact, 34%, which is really high. Yeah. Um, changeups still look good, but like he needs to fix himself. I don't want to bank that he's going to fix himself. 150 and 15-teamer is banking that he's fixing himself, and he can't really do that. There are other stable guys like Chris Bassett. Get Chris Bassett. Way safer. Mm. Get that instead. Um, Kopech's Put- going like 150 picks later, though. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have that, too. I'd so much we- rather go for that one.
2: On this podcast, we don't encourage non-Met teams to sign Chris Bassett.
3: I mean that's fair, but Speak don't, for you, don't you want Tyler McGill to start?
2: Uh, yes, but also I, I that they need depth.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying it's like okay, we got to resign to Grom. Okay, we got to get Bassett back. Okay, I was like, wait. I,
2: I am actually. I, we will talk. You about You are not this. a
3: Degrom boy.
2: We'll talk about this later. Oh. i am, I am. I do not want the Mets to resign to Grom. Um,
1: this I think actually is like a perfect time for yeah, take cool. a quick break and then come back for the ad break. And then we'll talk about that Beautiful. a little bit. I actually want to go right into that. So we'll, we'll be right back right after this. Bye. And we're back. Gentlemen. Hi. I want to hear Schwab's, uh reasoning for why he does not want the Mets to sign to Grom. And then Nick, I want to hear what your opinions are on Schwabzi's opinions.
2: <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we want to get into the, the free agents a bit. So why, why, why not start here? Uh, I, want the Mets to sign an elite starting pitcher but I want it to be Carlos Rodon and not Jake DeGrom ah because I I mean do you I don't think DeGrom should get more than a three or four year deal I think you can sign Rodon to more length and and still have a similar like overall contract value lower AAV like DeGrom is going to sign a contract for like thirty five million a year or something stupid. 40, like it's, that. No, it's
3: gonna be like the scherzer are at the very yeah. minimum, you know. I'm
2: I'm sure he wants mm. like the highest AAV. Right. I think Rodon is gonna be significantly cheaper per per year. You'll be able to sign him for longer. And I mean, I know Rodon is not the picture of health, but like he was fine last year. Right. He's been fine for a couple of years now, other than a little bit of a dead arm wait, in twenty twenty one. Fine
3: last year? What year?
2: 22.
1: 2022
3: the gram was fine no no, no,
1: no rodan. rodan
3: oh thank you very much i'm so sorry yeah rodan no. was great last year i'm a fan
2: yeah and the year before he was <laughs> <laughs> this man's not even it wasn't dead ar- i mean it was
3: his it was a shoulder i i thought it was still shoulder I, I impingement that, well, yeah it was yeah. a shoulder thing at the end of 2021 yeah um and yeah he was he was great
2: yeah, yeah. i like their pitchers you know if they're gonna get hurt and i I would rather have Rodon for the next five to six years than DeGrom for the next three or four. Mm. Like DeGrom is 36.
3: Yeah, I know. Right? DeGrom like crazy.
2: Yeah. He's
3: 36. Why are all these older pitchers the good ones? It's not. Uh, actually, there's a, I think, a reason for that. Um... Like,
2: un- unless you think DeGrom is Nolan Ryan, why are you signing him for 40 million a year?
3: Well, okay. Hold on a second. the whole chip chip. chip. That's a that's a statement. There's there's so much in that statement you just said. I I mean I think I see Ryan was like 46. Yeah. Okay. And you have Furlander doing great things, and you have Scherzer doing great things. You know, you've had these older pitchers perform well as of late. And I think honestly, it's a product of their development was still at a time of not the max effort driveline philosophy. And of more of longevity and actually going 200 inning seasons. And that's how they trained. And that process weeds out those that can't handle it, but then allows you to have, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff. You actually have these players who can do this. Um, And that's why you have these older uh, studs that are still able to do it. Um,
2: But do you think the ground is that?
3: I don't know what the ground is. I don't think anyone knows what the ground is. I, I mean, I understand three years. There's an idea too about like, oh, don't sign an injured guy as uh, it affects the payroll stuff. But as far as the organization goes, they're signing guys with insurance policies. So, like, let's say you sign DeGrom for 40 million, doesn't play next year. Like, you get the 40 million back as mm-hmm. an owner. And Steve Cohen doesn't really care anyway. I think they're going to do it. They're going to be over payroll every single time Steve Cohen is there. That should be. The plan with there. I,
2: I think there's a maximum limit.
3: But if he's like, if he's hurt and like it's whatever, then like whatever, right? Like he gets forty million back if they he has an insurance plan on it.
2: Sure, but I mean, then that forty million is not forty million that you that you could use on the rest of the roster. Then maybe you don't sign Brandon Nimmo, who I think is more important to the team than Jake.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I I would say I uh, playoffs have shown us more than ever how, the importance of. Two, three starters that are just amazing. And DeGrom yeah. is that. And the Mets uh, had
2: Scherzer and DeGrom going into these playoffs. You gave
3: yourself the best chance you could with them, right? Did they not do well in their small sample? Yes, but the odds are in their favor, right? I would not judge this Padres Mets series as the NLB. If anything, yeah. actually look at the other side. What did they have? They had Snell killing it, they had Musgrove killing it, they had Darvish killing it, right? So something to be said about that. Um, I, I think the Mets. I, I think Rodin... puts them in a situation where if they do want to make that October push, because it's not about the regular season, it's about the postseason. season.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, I, th- I think the Mets at uh, like as currently constructed before all the, whatever free agency binge they go on are like an 85 win team. They need to, they need to make so many yeah. signings.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you either. Rodon's a great signing wherever he goes. I think. Yeah. I mean, and uh, I would say whoever pays guy. to Grom, he's worth whatever he's paid. Uh, In my view, he is the best pitcher on the planet. How much you're going to get out of him. I don't want to get him for fantasy because I don't want to. I don't want that risk in the first two rounds or whatever, Um, but he is the best pitcher on the planet. So pay the man.
2: So, yeah, we I mean, I, I could I could talk about the Mets oh, uh, my my. Desired Mets offseason plan for literally an entire episode. <laughs> if you let me, can but you let... can you
3: give me the pitchcon uh, presentation of a just you talking about the Mets offseason plan?
2: Uh, by by then they they'll have they'll have instituted it.
3: Oh yes, right. Well, you could maybe do like the one that I was supposed to happen, and this is what they did, and with like red, you know, lines across everything.
2: That was actually a mm. content uh, on a on one of my favorite Mets blogs back in the day, Amazing Avenue. They would they would do a community off-season plan contest and they would choose their favorite off-season plan uh, oh, that's every year pretty cool i love yeah that. it was it was fun it was a nice nice community thing
3: yeah that's a great idea uh but yeah by the way PitchCon end of january y'all it's gonna be great we're hey, also uh, i don't think i've announced this yet um we are giving 100 percent of everything not proceeds everything we raise goes to feeding america this year we're not Let's taking go, anything out of it that's awesome 100 so hopefully we can raise ten thousand dollars for feeding america Heck yeah. um can tune Love in that. to uh, PitchCon. We'll announce the official date um, early January, but yeah, be on the lookout for that.
2: And there are, there are always so many fun prizes for the, Oh yeah. The-
3: All the free prizes just for showing yeah. up, not for donating. Mm-hmm. You don't have to donate. You just got to sign up for them. So hope to see you guys there.
1: Okay. We're going to cover the gram a little bit more later and Radon. Uh, let's talk about some more offseason stuff here. Nick, I want to get your reaction to the Clevenger signing.
3: I, how do, you, how, right. how do you it's do you funny. like mike clevenger as a person
1: no <laughs> nick we, we we don't we don't deal
3: in liking people uh, <laughs> on this do, do you think he's a 12 from...
2: do you think he's a 12 million dollar person nick
3: well okay so how much is a war worth these days i think someone said like 10 mil yeah all right so is he worth 1.2 war right um maybe uh i'll I'll put it this way this was the season of mike clevenger coming back from tommy john and i think he was very focused on just being healthy and being able to pitch again we all know mike clevenger is a tinkerer who's going to now go to his lab and figure out his slider and his velocity and everything like that i imagine we see a better version in some way of mike clevenger next year is it going to be enough that is is he going to go from about 93 to 95 on his fastball Is he going to get the slider back up to an 18% swing strike rate as opposed to 13%? I don't know. I think it'll be better, though. And considering that this year is a 4-3-3 ERA with a 120 whip for the White Sox now as their fifth starter, yeah, a little bit better than that at the back end of the rotation. Sure, that's that's fine. They got somebody. I think the White Sox didn't want to be a situation where they missed out on all the guys that they wanted, and then they had no one. And they had to go and sign Jordan Lyles for their number five. You know, they didn't want to do that. And you got Clevenger. They think that they can maybe help him and fix him. Feel like that was a down year. They have upside to chase. I get that completely. I'm cool with him.
2: Clevenger already reduced his fastball usage. I wonder if we're going to see even more of that this year. Unless, of course, he gets that velo back, which would be ideal. The thing
3: is, it's only the slider, though. The cutter is there, Mm. but it's not really the big pitch. You know, it used to be, in my head, it was the slider and the curveball, but the curveball actually just took it. You know, vacation never came back. You know, for cigarettes, and I uh, now you have now you just have the cutter. You know, um, and the cutter is just like a strike pitch, but it's not really a great one. So it's super reliant on that slider coming back.
2: I just had to try. I I, 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 I was I was going to make an absent father joke, <laughs> and I resisted the urge. And I, I just need you to both be proud of me for that. I'm so proud. So, of you.
1: You. so proud. Yeah we your two podcast dads now and that that's not to that's not
2: to make light of anyone at you know anyone's home situation that that is real real life for me i just make light of it to uh to you know laugh through the tears
3: oh man so uh what other free agents do we have (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: sorry for getting dark there folks but yeah uh are there any free agent uh, starting pitchers that are like you're looking to see where they go you think they're going to outperform whatever contract they're likely to get any 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 big sleepers out there you think
3: oh man i i had this i had like a tweet that i put out that was uh a list of all of them and i forgot where i put it here it is um interesting targets i think i think a real sleeper one is michael lorenzen Um, I want to acknowledge that real life baseball and fantasy baseball are different. Lorenzen is a guy who can be a number five places. He can just be like, sure. Every five days go and be a Toby for a, an actual ball club. Um, that's, there's something to that that is kind of valuable. I, Michael, it's not Michael Walker. Nathan Ivaldi. I think is going to be a hot topic this offseason. I wonder how much he's going to get. He might be getting more than I would, but I still think he's going to be productive um and uh i still love wade miley for whatever reason i still think it's i still think that cutter is just that good
2: i'm slightly and more i'm more than slightly excited to see where drew smiley ends up like i think
3: right every year
2: if if drew's i know i know the the perpetual sleeper drew smiley but if if he winds up on if he winds up in like san francisco or like god even somewhere like detroit it would be
3: such a san francisco sign i'm surprised he hasn't done it yet
2: i could see him going back to atlanta
3: to be that five i i think the i think atlanta is not maybe i could work because he's not like someone they have to start right away if healthy.
1: Well, that's the thing, too, is like also if Ian Anderson doesn't make the steps that he needs to take to you right. have that extra. I mean, you're never going yeah. to pretty much every team is going to not. They're not going to say no to more. Starting sure.
3: I, I, that depth. I, 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 Atlanta's uh, weird where I think they really do want Soroka to be starting at the same time. Like, is he going to be able to go 180 innings? Probably not. So, yeah.
2: I, I feel like most most teams could use a guy like Smiley.
3: I mean, it's just for morale, right?
2: Ha. <laughs> Boo.
3: (laughs) That's all I Boo, Nick. Yeah.
2: Great, great clubhouse guy. Good in photography. Good in pictures.
3: (laughs) you just didn't think of it yourself, Jordan. Uh, I like the Drew Drew Smiley one. I think people might forget that he increases sinker velocity. He really leaned into the Blake Snell blueprint that is sinkers up and curveballs down um, that second half. And I'm still upset. I'm going to be the guy that hates on the Field of Dreams game because they don't have stack cast set up. And mm. I don't get data on that, and I don't get data on the nine strikeout, zero walk game from Drew Smiley. I don't get how many whiffs he had on the curveball. I'm not watching them charting it myself. Okay,
2: it's because they don't Come want on. you. To, they don't want you to know how hard the uh, the baseball ghosts throw, so we can't uh, we can't mock the old timers.
3: Unbelievable, unbelievable.
2: No, I <laughs> I just I can't shade. There was a game where Smiley pitched against the Mets this year, and like his they they looked like they were completely overwhelmed by his fastball and I can't shake that. Mm
3: -hmm. So yeah, so he becomes a Met just so you never have to deal with that again. Right.
2: I love when teams do things like that, sign the guy so they don't have to face him anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, I have to do some, we talked about a few different possible Met signings. Now Mm -hmm. I have to be selfish and talk about the Brewers a little bit. Uh, Hunter Renfro was traded away for a handful of prospects Heels. Including Jansen Junk, yeah. Uh, Nick, is yeah. there anyone in this return for the Brewers that you think is even remotely worth looking forward to?
3: No. Woof. <laughs> you yeah. guys. I mean, you know that the Brewers did this for money.
1: Yeah, they. So it was to, a money to, to clear cap space. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: mean, I don't. I don't know anything about James Outman. I can't tell you that. So, I, I don't know. But Jansen it, Junk. James Outman oh is that that wasn't part of the deal see this is how i just know junk was a part of it there's someone else that was too i see your notes and it was a good joke that i ruined now
2: (laughs) thanks nick what was the The, joke the the joke was Uh, supposed to be uh who has a more descriptive name james outman or jansen junk
3: oh that's pretty good
2: right well it would have been
3: well it's if i wasn't
2: actively explaining it
3: i mean jansen junk though doesn't throw junk
2: I mean, the yeah, results.
3: I was going to say, but is he junk? Okay, well, we don't do that. You know, it's kind of like you will not get thrown out if you say that was a bad call, but you'll get thrown out if you say you are bad.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Right?
3: So we got to, you yeah. know, it's a very important distinction, Jordan. There's a line. I don't know why this is directed at me. Shrub's just, is here you too. Just, you just asked. I,
2: I would never be me- I would. I would never say a negative thing about a player. I would, I would, that's just not. <laughs> That's just that I would never do that.
3: I need to listen to your podcast more. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. we Oh no. We, we, we,
1: this this is this is the dark. This is like the dark place in Lion King. We don't we don't go. That
3: was there. that was like the most terrified laugh I've ever seen from Jordan. It, it, <laughs> please don't. Was, oh God. It was stress in those eyes as he leaned back away from the mic. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, All right. God. I'll, I'll yeah, just ask Adam don't. how what you guys are talking about. Adam's the best. So
2: get ready to have a new favorite podcast nick
3: yeah which one on the wire boo
1: no you know exactly which one we're talking about
3: (laughs) all right what else we got here guys
1: all right so we have a actually this will be a fun one shrubzy do you want to introduce the game that you came up with yeah yeah uh
2: doesn't like there there are a there are a lot of free agent pitchers out there we can't we don't want to you know talk about all of them so we're gonna we're gonna group some of them together and we're gonna play a little game now that we have our, our pitching expert here we're gonna do date, marry, or dump, and we're gonna take groups of three starting pitchers, uh, free agents, and I mean, it's basically a ranking system. It's which one, which one do you like the most, and you know, with the least in the middle. So we're gonna do this in tiers. We're gonna do aces. We're gonna do mid-tier starting You're going pitchers. To
3: be in tiers when you dump them.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I think they'll be fine. There's no percent. crying in baseball, Nick.
3: Oh man. Um can we call it date, Mary, or toodles Toodles? Like, yeah, you just like you're not dumping them, you're just being like, hey all right, toodles, it was a nice time, but you know.
1: In the year twenty twenty two, it's date <laughs> Who in their right mind thinks of the word toodles? <laughs> it's
2: it's date, Mary, or dump. Who are you? And one is of date the Mary options or toodles? It's date, marry, or dump, and one of the options is always Cal Raleigh.
3: Oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right what's the first one uh, <laughs> all
1: right so we we'll start with the aces here we have two people that we talked about already uh carlos rodan and jacob de Gram, and then also justin verlander
3: so what is the context here of me signing them onto a a a baseball team or for my fantasy team next year this is, is fa- both? I,
2: I think i think for for our listeners the most relevant thing here is fantasy 2023
3: Um. Uh, it, this is really tough. It's not Verlander. I'll, I'll okay, tell we're you in the that. same
2: boat. So Verlander, Verlander. is your dumb.
3: I am. He's my toodles, and you're dumb uh, toodles. <laughs> Verlander to me overperformed this year. His fastball was worse. His slider was worse. I think he's not nearly as good as the season showcased. I think he gets worse next year. To me, he's the riskiest of the group. Now, Degrom. <sighs>
2: You I think Verlander is riskier than DeGrom?
3: I think that the well, the ability of DeGrom is better. Whatever you want to assign risk is up to you. Mm-hmm. But on a per-game basis, DeGrom is better. We know this. Mm-hmm. So it's just about innings expectation. The hardest thing that we do as analysts in the offseason is trying to predict innings, and it's stupid. And I hate it so much.
2: So this question um, is basically how much risk can you stand?
3: Right. So Rodon to me, is, is quote-unquote the safest of the group here. And the more, the one I'm most likely to draft out of them. So I will marry Rodan, date Degrom, and Toodles. For Lander.
2: Oh no! I think you misunderstood this. I I got married recently, so so a date is the the highest date is the best one. Marriage is oh, marriage. Don't
3: is... you dare say that. <laughs> don't tell my wife. I, my don't, po- don't, 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 <laughs> don't, don't tell I'm, I'm Christine. I'm gonna message your. Po- I'm gonna message
1: message my 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 sister wife immediately after this episode is done. And saddle
2: no, no, on you. Nick had it right. So uh yeah, so we we're marrying Rodon, dating Degrom.
3: Yeah, I mean it's and funny because I have Degrom two, I think two spots higher than uh Rodon right now. But it's it's one of those of just yeah. I I'm just trying to predict as best as I can the playing time projection, and I can't. It's and, tough. You know, I don't know where to put Degroms so. and
1: toodaloo Justin Verlander. Yeah, toodles. All right, we got our second group here now. Mm-hmm. More of a mid tier. We have Andrew Heaney, yeah, Jameson Tyone,
2: oh,
3: and Sean like... Mania. Oh, I love Tyone. Um, this is again fantasy. Yes,
2: yes. fantasy twenty twenty three.
3: Andrew Heaney, Jameson Tyone, Mania. Okay, so Heaney is the one I marry. Uh, Tyone okay. is the one I date, and Mania toodles.
2: So Why? do do you, do you think there's going to be any recovery from Mania?
3: So it's possible. It's reliant on his secondary stuff. Um, as the fastball it went up in velocity, down in velocity, it was such a an annoying headache to try and track. But he never really got comfortable with this with his changeup and breaking ball. He to me of these is the only one that you should actually be drafting. Because I mean, this is for twelve teamers. i I should say that. But Tyone's a Atobi and I don't think Minaya... Is worth the headache. Well, Heaney, at least you'll know. Wherever he signs, I think he'll have the same skill set that he had uh, that he learned with the Dodgers. And then, great, then you just let him fly until he gets hurt, and then you get rid of him, you know? I uh, I think it's a pl- pretty clear cut one. I mean, Tyone is, is a Toby. He's not a guy who's going to strike out a lot of guys. I do like the fact that he's getting better at sliders down in a way that it's glove side and down and away from righties, but I think he throws too many strikes, and that means he allows too many hits. It's not uh yeah it's not really a path to fantasy glory right now for tyon
1: yeah, and I think with Manaya, I talked about this at the end of last week's episode what I think he needs to do to take a step up a little bit, and I think it's mostly just stop throwing the fastball so much and lean more into the. Slider.
3: Yeah, he. I, I, I'm with you. At the same time, he doesn't have faith of getting that in the zone and doing what he wants it to do, and it's hard. It's hard. It's a hard balance of like you're not wrong. It's just then you need a better secondary offering, and it's like well, honestly, I don't even. That's well, not there. I,
1: I don't even know if it's so much about like quote unquote throwing strikes with it. I think it's just suppressing the contact because his biggest issue last year is that he had the highest home run to fly ball rate of his career, mm-hmm. and I think if he th- just throws the slider more like. He had trouble locating his sinker last year, too. His fastball was not located super well either. Um, right. And I think he had the highest walk rate in quite a long time as well. So he was giving up free passes and then just giving up a ton of dingers more than he ever has in his career. So if he can stop doing that, I think naturally he's going to take a yeah. step up. Is he going to be amazing? Probably not. I think he could be like a 3-5 ERA type guy sure, pretty easily. Um, but I think he's the one that I like the most out of that.
3: Yeah, he doesn't mostly just the one behind. That's, that's really the thing yeah. 15% usage went behind on a slider mm. and it's like yeah. 63% of his early, right? So yeah, yeah.
1: I think it's he like needs fun. the one. If he stays healthy for the whole season is the most attractive option there. But I think for me, just track record wise, Manaya is also kind of a workhorse
3: mm-hmm. and
1: does get you those innings consistently. So I think that's why I like Manaya most there, but otherwise I do agree with everything you said though, but yeah um all right next group we're going to some old timers for the next two sets of three here so we're going to go these are all pitchers over 35 years of age or oh, over gosh. yeah this is going to be a fun one for you this is, is getting though? real deep <laughs> it's getting real real deep nick is it this is what you signed up for when percent. you said you were going to come on here so the first group of three that we're going to do I'm is johnny contract. cueto <laughs> is, is johnny cueto i could, I could draw Cooper. you up a
2: contract in crayon nick if you want
3: oh yeah please do love to see it <laughs> Frame the backdrop.
1: Some some addendums and feel like a
3: Martin Luther thing and staple it on. You know,
1: <laughs> God, a Martin Luther reference <laughs> is exactly what everyone comes to listen to these podcasts referencing, for. Referencing wow. the old
2: old internet and Martin I do, Luther. I do cool. you
3: guys. You know,
1: amazing the deep cuts. We love it. <laughs> uh, but yes, Johnny Cueto, Corey Kluber, and Kyle Gibson.
3: All right. Um. Oh.
1: Yeah. It's yep.
3: I'll I'll marry Corey Kluber. Uh, I mm-hmm. think I think as someone like you, you gotta toodles Gibson. You just you gotta toodles the guy. <laughs> you see him, you go toodles Gibson. You do
1: you you literally With just boy, call, and you go toodles. <laughs> You're calling it toodles simply so you can do the, whatever accent this is.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, but Queto, you date him to see if the magic is there. Hmm okay yeah i mean look all of these guys you don't want to draft in 12 teamers even in 15 teamers i think the only one that you should really consider is Craig kluber uh, i think he's one breaking the breaking ball the breaking ball is is there again for kluber but all of these are just headaches you're better off i'm i'm kidding just even in a weekly league streaming in that position instead of relying on them
2: i was blown away to find out that Cory Kluber was only like two innings off from leading the Rays in innings this year.
3: I'm not surprised by that.
2: He was but he Hannah was just so hurt,
3: uh, and no one else started. I, yeah. He
2: was just so quietly cromulent Spence, Ross, all year long. Yeah.
3: Cromulent indeed. Wow. Toodles. Schwabsy's
1: Shre- Shre- favorite word to say.
3: At podcast. least at least
1: once per episode.
3: I feel like yeah. that's very cromulent of you. Um all right. Last one right. here.
1: The next group here. Okay. Rich Hill, Jose Quintana and Zach Grinky.
3: Didn't Grinky retire.
2: He Not is decided last. We <laughs> <Okay>. heard.
3: <laughs> I mean, look like Miguel Cabrera just said that this will be his last year. Yes. And Grinky's is the exact opposite. I was like, Oh, I thought you guys wouldn't notice is what Zach Grinky would say. Right. Mm. Like there's no way he's going to make a stage of it. You know? No. Um, I, I definitely want Jose Quintana first. So okay. I'm, I'm marrying him marrying and him. then dating Rich Hill and Toodles Zach Granke, but into the sunset Toodles. You know, like I'll walk him through the park to his place. Like, be like, here you go. It was a wonderful time. <laughs> toodles.
2: I, I want Rich Hill to throw sidearm 69 mile an hour sliders for forever. I just want him to do I that. I want him
3: to do it at 68 personally.
2: Why?
1: that's not as that's not as funny (laughs)
3: that's not as funny at all (laughs) Uh, you're better than this Schwebs. am i
1: am (laughs) i are absolutely not you've clearly not listened to enough episodes of this podcast if you think that we are better than that
3: adam i need a report every week on the in the d podcast thank you so much nick i
2: just want you to know this is episode number 65
3: what are you doing in four episodes you're bringing back yancey
2: it's it's eerie that you 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 knew that because that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, How, you act like why? I do not know anything.
2: Are we that transparent,
3: Nick? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Uh, yeah, I know. that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but look, I mean, Jose Quintana did the Blake Stone blueprint. His command was insane. You uh, know what's mm-hmm. tell you location plus went through the roof for him last year. Four season seasons four seamers were up. Uh, cur- Curveballs were down. Changeups were away. It was great. Rich Hill is such a massive headache. I don't even know how he's still pitching, but whatever. And Grankey won't be pitching. I'm I feel pretty confident about it. And even if he does then great you get three strikeouts in seven innings. So happy for you. Don't do it. Beautiful, what Warren. I what Love I it. want from
2: Zach Grankey is for there to be no announcement that he signed anywhere. But four or five games into the season, he just shows up in a Royals uniform. Oh, pitching. That'd be funny. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, one year, 10 million.
3: <laughs> it's Got a it. it's the ad that's on his jersey he just, he bought it he bought his own ad you know it says one year 10 it
1: says Granky on the front and the back of the jersey
3: <laughs> can he's i gonna uh, replace dog yeah
1: he's gonna re- he's gonna replace the uh the ads on the umpire's uniforms that ftx left
3: oh yeah with a with like a, <laughs> a, a two symbol of like hey it's a curveball coming
1: <laughs> oh yeah oh, right. i forgot that he did that that's man I, that's, that's so, so good, good. That Loves that Granky. So
3: yes who doesn't
1: all right let's cap off this episode with the thing that we've been doing for the past couple episodes and we will continue to do until spring training starts i believe uh we've been working our way down in 50 pick sections through Mm -hmm. nfbc adp jesus you're gonna Uh, be talking
3: about like pick 800 by by march
1: can't wait (laughs) and you can't stop us well i guess you could (laughs) Please don't, don't stop know. us. Anyways, Please don't stop us. Uh, so from pick 350 to 399 for ADP currently, uh, according to draft champions on NFBC. Schwebzy, would you like to lead it off by talking about someone that's completely unsurprising?
2: Incredibly on brand pick for me. There were a lot of players I could have chosen, and I instead I just opted to just do the same thing I always do and be a homer. <laughs> actually this is like this is like being a delayed homer because he's not a met anymore i am talking about jd davis i wanted jd davis to be good his entire tenure with the mets and it was based, it was the most predictable thing in the world that as soon as he left the mets he got good again <laughs>
3: uh,
1: he
2: went to the giants and the giants are generally notable for having their veteran hitters exceed expectations and things went you know exactly like you would expect now, if you pull up J.D. Davis's baseball savant page, list page, you'll see lots of blood red. Good save. And <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you'll see lots of blood red. You'll see you'll see a lot of hard hit balls, lots of barrels. And he's just you know, it, it makes him look fantastic. It makes him look better than he is. And this is actually a fun case of why the baseball savant sliders are a little misleading because you look at his page and you marvel about how he, you know, you you say, how is he not one of the best hitters in baseball? And the reason why is simple. It's because his zone contact rate is literally 15 points below league average. It's so low. How do you know that? His zone contact rate?
3: What the league average is.
2: Uh, uh, because it's on the pitcherless player pages
3: yes they oh my god incredible! i have to a, i
2: have to assume because that's not where just, i found it um, just put it on IT for him um so we worst in the league among qualified hitters is luke voigt at 72 percent. jd davis is a full five percent below oh the god. worst qualified hitter it's so bad
3: 68.6 percent
2: yeah it's it's rough It's insane how bad this man is at hitting baseballs when the ball (laughs) is in the place that you're supposed to be able to hit it the most. Oh my God. Uh, Like neither of these players are qualified, but JD Davis is actually worse in this particular stat than Joey Gallo, the patron saint of the strikeout. (laughs) Oh man. So JD Davis is a, he's a player of extremes. You've got a guy that swings and misses more than basically anybody else. But he also pummels the ball regularly enough to have a decent batting average anyway. And his hard hit metrics are just off the charts. His hard hit rate was 56%. That's so high.
3: So his uh, his hard contact was was 30%, which is 73rd, which is based on plate appearances. Yes,
2: plate appearances are generally... Yes. And again, that's one of the misleading things. Per plate appearance is generally better than per batted ball event. Because he had
3: 33% K rate
2: yes per batted ball event requires a batted ball which jd davis doesn't do often uh the interesting thing about jd davis's current like just being is is that he used to be better at hitting the ball he was he was never league average at making contact but he was fine he was good enough like his his last really good year was 2019 and his k percentage was 21 percent that that year which is totally fine especially when you hit the ball the way he does that's like his his k percentage was a full 12 percent lower in 2019 than it was this past season and uh, it was like it was only a couple percentage points better in 2021 uh he hurt his hand at the end of 2020 and it kind of ruined his whole 2021 season and when he came back he was more di- like his walk rate increased, his strikeout rate increased and he kind of became the hitter you see today. So, I mean the the question going forward is can he find any of that bat to ball skill that he used to have? Because the player that he is right now is fine. It it you know, he'll he'll run into a bunch of home runs if he gets regular plate appearances. The Giants were surprisingly willing to play him at third base. And they, they did not bring Evan Longoria back. So it looks like, as, as things currently stand, also they did not bring Brandon Belt back yet, anyways. So at, at the moment, there are plate appearances to be had in the San Francisco Giants lineup. And as uh, you know, in, he's probably the most promising Giants hitter, depending on how you feel about Jock Peterson, you know, it, it, who is basically a, a platoon bat for the Giants. Honestly, I I love JD Davis as a late round hitter flyer, especially in this environment where home runs are down. JD Davis is one of those guys who, in a good year, could pop you twenty five to thirty home runs if he gets the plate appearances for it. So, I'm I'm very in on JD Davis. He's he's in the same range, ironically, as Brett Beatty for the Mets. And even being the massive homer that I am, I'd I'd rather have JD Davis, you know, than than the promising rookie.
3: Oh, man. Swing strike rate was 19% last year. So high. Uh, what's actually really interesting to me is he had a below average O-swing 28% versus the 31-32. Like, the but at two strikes 27% O-swing is expected. League average, just 17% uh, for J.D. Davis which is so strange because he has a 33% K-rate which is like one of the worst in the majors um
1: hmm what percentage of his strikeouts were looking strike threes
3: yeah uh pretty much i fly ball exit velocity was 90.7 which is good league average of that is 87 um he crushes the ball hits it hard still good hard contact rate relative you know to to everything we just talked about
2: and here here i am about to sound like an advertisement again it's actually a a Pretty strong endorsement of the particular stats that we choose to show on the Pitcherless page, because he doesn't look nearly as well, like his outlook doesn't look nearly as rosy if you use the Pitcherless page player page compared to Baseball star.
3: Yes, uh, uh, that's an interesting one. I'll, I'll consider JD Davis a little bit. You know, you just get the bat on the ball. That's all you got to do, buddy.
1: He hits the heck out of it when he does. <laughs> all right, Nick. I'm gonna kick it over to you now. So you can oh. talk about someone in this range that you like.
3: There are so many. I could talk about Kenta Maeda. Take a chance on him at 412 coming back from Tommy John. Uh, do you remember that? He was that's outside really our range. Really 350
2: to 399.
3: I know, Nick. but Matt, oh, oh, you only want there. I can't go far. Yes. Though, come on. No, that's for next no. week. That's for next week. That's for, for, our, that's for... Right, So what you guys yeah. should do is you talk about Maeda and you should talk about Mackenzie Gore. Okay, cool. Gore's a good um, one. Now, what you should have picked was Ty Lord Mm. McGill. I don't know how you didn't pick Ty Lord McGill, but Ty Lord McGill is the correct pick, which is is just baffling to me that you didn't pick this.
2: Not mad at it.
3: But I mean, I know it's not J.D. Davis. I know that's you. Long story short, Ty Lord McGill brought us joy early in the season, got hurt all of a sudden the same day that Jesus Lazardo did. And there goes my run at the Legacy League pitcher list. As both players went down on the same day. Tyler McGill should start for the Mets next year. Uh, He showed up at 96 miles per hour, 95, 96 uh, with a filthy slider. It's not clear if he is yet. Um, There's a possibility he comes back and and does some relief. He had six games of relief this year. But with Bassett gone, with DeGrom gone, uh, you have openings in the rotation. You have Taiwan Walker gone. You have Carrasco back. So it's Scherzer, Carrasco. I uh, right now, and I'm forgetting one other, aren't I? Uh, David, David Peterson. Pe- David. Pe- no, I'm not miss- forgetting anyone then. Eliezer Hernandez. Uh, nope. Uh, so Tyler McGill right now is the third starter for the Mets. At this range at 377 or wherever he is. I mean, there's nothing inherently different um, about Tyler McGill, I think, than this time last year. If anything, I'm higher on him now than I was this time last year because I didn't know about the velocity. Uh, before last year started, I'm pumped for it. He has a clear path to playing time now. Just don't get hurt. And Tyler McGill should pay off at that value. Ta da.
1: Good job, Nick.
3: Well, it's a 15% swing strike rate on the four seamer. Come on. Also, pretty
2: ch- good. Check, check the Petrolist store for the Ty Lord McGill t shirt.
3: Oh, yeah. Ty Lord McGill. Indeed.
2: Love I that. can't believe I don't own one of those
3: yeah i am too actually i really
2: i like on it's very yeah. not like me to not to you, not you have get that. the
3: staff discount too i don't know what's going on buddy
2: also uh, in, in in a popular uh genre of baseball player around here tyler mcgill is six foot seven he's a big boy throws ball hard we like that around here
1: <laughs> we do like that it's one of our favorite things do you, do uh, you know that about our podcast nick i do Lo-
2: love big boys hit ball hard love, yeah love big i know boys that side throw ball yeah. hard
1: yeah, yeah. yes you okay i'm gonna wrap this up for us put a cap on it i want to talk about alex wood uh a little bit it's gonna be pretty short and sweet uh i've talked about alex wood a few times he if for those that have been around for a while with us you'll know that last year in our bold predictions episode that i said that alex wood was going to get a cy young boat as one of my many bold predictions which did not pan out whatsoever his what? 510 he with- era
3: and 124 whip didn't work out
1: crazy yeah of course uh so i, I mean looking I at the stats it. oh well i mean okay then that means that i get to chalk that one up as a victory <laughs> thanks shwebzy appreciate that nick uh but no so all the peripheral data between last year and 2021 is pretty similar for Alex Wood. he just got more unlucky i would say um he's got a great slider that's kind of like been his namesake for a while now uh like just barely under the threshold of what would be a money pitch. Right. I think it's like a 14.7% swing I'll give and strike. It right? Yeah. I'll give it's it like you. right there. It's Beautiful. a, it's a baby ka-ching.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, we don't, we don't have sound effects. We don't have that. We don't have the uh, budget for sound effects on this. So we need Nick <laughs> to do it for us. Uh, <laughs> but I really do think that the biggest thing that probably bogs down Alex Woods value is that they let him pitch past the second time through the order. If you look at his splits, uh first second and third time through the order he goes from a 289 era the first time to a 5.53 era the second time and then it jumps all the way up to 9.86 if he gets to go see the order for a third time uh not great i think i would probably if i was the giants limit him to two times through the order uh it's very clear that he can't handle that uh that third time um i just i really really like his slider i think he locates the sinker really really well he just doesn't Necessarily have great location with the changeup, which is that third pitch where he struggles against right handers. He needs to locate that better to, I think, see success. Um, and that's probably going to be the key for him this year to be a little bit better and take another step forward.
3: So I i, I like it a lot. Uh, I think the extra velocity on the sinker was nice this year. Um, last yeah, because he was at 92. so essentially 91, 92, then 92.5 or so. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it just keeps going up, which is good. Slider is still excellent um change up wasn't as dependable as it has been in the past if I remember correctly I mm-hmm. uh, actually it was it, it, yeah it was actually a little bit better than than last year um than 2021 but really it's fastball slider yeah. and X-ray for our XE it was 372 in 2021 and 377 in 2022 the Giants the, defense again. was way worse yeah it was a big issue um, and that led to a 64% left-on-base rate, which is why you have the stark difference in the ERA. If you ask me, so 73% yep. down to 64%. So that sh- could come back, and I- I'm with you here. That, like for a guy that walks just 5% of the time, uh, 1.24 WHIP could get better. It's underneath 1.2. ERA can be- come back underneath four. You have a 24% to 20, you know, 23 to 26% strikeout rate. Yep, that's a pretty nice little discount again here um deeper leagues yeah alex wood i'm a fan of chasing that just hope that that defense holds up
1: beautiful i get the nick pollock stamp of approval to end the episode yes that's all i ever (laughs) wanted that's all i ever wanted uh nick thank you so much for joining us this has been very fun we appreciate having you here
3: jordan schwebzy it's been it's been lovely and i'm so happy you know that my middle name is not peter now that's really the only reason why it came on. You need to to everybody that's, that they've been that's your slandering. <laughs> <laughs> that's an opinion. That <laughs> oh God. You've been well, spreading we have to prompt. Can we remind
1: remember uh we have to prompt uh let Ellen know that uh they have to come up with a new middle name for Nick for the next episode?
3: Oh, right. Do I get to come up with one with one? Yeah, do you want to? What is was the rule? Starts
1: with a
2: P.
3: Uh, start with a P. That's it. That's it. All right, well, guys, it's, it's about time. I really told you my real middle name is Nicholas Baby. Pinocchio Pollock.
1: Do we have that clip? Wow. We got that clip, I think. We do, we do have that clip. Yeah. Also, I'm also going to, from now on, use a clip of Nick just saying toodles as the way to pr- have an outro to each episode. <laughs> I hope you know that. So that's going to get used hey, every totals. time. Toodles!
2: Uh, well, we're going to put the clip of Nick saying his middle name was Pinocchio on Twitter where we know you can't lie. Yeah. Ooh, no lies perfect. on Twitter.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, good. I chose one that is clearly the truth for everyone to understand what my middle name is. You know?
2: <laughs> if he
1: was lying, his nose would have grown.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and only you have the video, so it's great. Yeah, it's perfect. I was watching. Um,
1: Nick, I would, I, I would ask you, Nick, to drop like your socials and everything like that. But I figure if someone's listening to this podcast, they probably already. Oh, know that is to find so you.
3: touching. That is incredibly uh, touching. You can find me on Post at picture List.
1: Oh, there you go. The additional <laughs> social medias. Uh, are you on Mastodon? Do you want to drop your Mastodon? Uh,
3: which one? Hive. What is, like, that's the problem. Is like, how do I, like, Which one do I join? Yes. Right?
1: Yes, all of them. Yeah, uh, so no. Is, Follow is there my anything you would like?
3: <laughs> uh, uh, Nick, join me for there... Twitch, guys. Go to twitch.tv slash picture list. Uh, 10 a.m. I'm there weekdays. Uh, through a lot of December. So just come hang out I uh, and get PL plus. What are you doing, you dingus? Get in here. It's <laughs> the best. What place. are you
1: doing, you dingus?
3: That's a, that's a fast. I love.
1: I love. I love how. I love that. That's how both you and fast uh talk yeah, to I, I just I just
3: joiners. take it, it from fast. That's that's the I love it. But yeah, you dingus, get join join the club. It's the best club. Well, honestly, if you're worried about Twitch, sorry, Twitter dying away, like our Discord is what, you know, people are making Discord today. We've had this since 2018. It was a great yes. Discord migration of 2018 when we moved from Slack to Discord.
2: It's and, it, uh, yeah, it's you well guys established. weren't
3: even there. Schwabzi, were you no, there? I was were you not Supporting there. actually on Slack times.
2: I I was there. I I started uh doing pitcherless stuff at the very very tail end of Patreon.
3: Okay, all right, so that was 2019 then. All right, well, it's always been Discord as you guys have seen, and like, you know, we yes. we were we are pioneers in the field. Come on by. See what we've done with the place. It's lovely.
2: The Discord is very well run. The head moderator is fantastic.
3: (laughs) The organization that you guys have implemented. He's so smart and handsome. He is. Of of
1: course, talking about himself. I I
3: thought it was talking about Miles Nelson, but you know.
1: How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) I will say, as as an actual endorsement for joining PL Plus and joining the Discord, uh, I made some of my best friends through that discord and through tangential relationships from that discord also i think it was probably i don't know like two months after i joined the discord that i became an editor and contributed as a writer as well and also eventually got a podcast so you two could also get the exact same if you joined that's the pl plus discord that's
3: true yeah the, we, the
1: community we, member to podcast pipeline is strong we we do it is Jordan, very strong
3: uh from my uh, from the voice chat during the quarantine
1: i literally hopped in the minute that i joined the discord i saw people were hanging out i think during postseason it was when randy rosarena was having his absolutely nutso run yeah for the Rays,
3: it was pretty fun and then soon enough we were doing trivia on tuesdays
1: oh yeah we haven't done that in a long time a long time they don't run it anymore that
3: was fun i missed that 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 was a very good time we would all be so wrong all the time (laughs) so confident yet so Uh, wrong. oh he's definitely this andrew would say something it's this he goes well they're wrong i'm like andrew but it's not Uh
2: team Bogota it. Bogota big <laughs> Jesus
3: oh god that's right
1: <laughs> uh, I'm oh, sorry no, we were
2: <laughs> sorry folks at home we're just reminiscing now
3: this is this is, this this is, is what PL plus is guys yeah it, it is, is its it community it's just it's come fun on in. It's just best. all
1: in jokes and you can be part of it too if you join yeah, pictureless plus come on by all right great. Nick once again thank you so much absolutely appreciate it. it's it. been it
3: fun great. thanks for having me on
1: Schwebzy, you, you were here too, I guess. Uh, if you'd like <laughs> to follow us on social media, feel free to hit us up on Twitter while it's still running and not going to blow up from a random bug. Uh, you can follow us on our shared account at InTheDeepPL. You can also follow us individually at Schwebzy for Schwebzi. That's S-H-W-E-B-S-I and Bunt Singles for myself. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with an episode with Ellen Adair. Toodles. Schwebzy, send them out. Bye, friends.
3: <laughs> I have a distinct rem- memory of sitting on my my parents' bed. They had a party downstairs. My sister was teaching me curse words. And I was very confused because all she said was a boat. And I didn't understand. And I was like, what? That's That just means a boat. That's not a curse word. Oh, dingy? No, no. I thought she spelled it with a P at the end. Now, I'm not giving you gold to, to for your oh, post.
1: You're, ta- you're talking about the, the doo doo word.
3: Yes. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You're not going to catch me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not going to catch you, you shipping. Unwares.
3: Oh, Lord. You guys are too much. I. Oh man, but yeah, in the deep, guys. And I'm, much I'm like waiting a, for you to stop recording so I can actually talk. But you know,
1: <laughs> much, much like a fauna merchant, he shipped his plants, <laughs> and we're out.